0: Hi, everyone. This is Greg Brooks with Rocket Station.
1: You're listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. I Just Get Hired podcast fans. This is Rebecca Lee Doran.
0: Hi, I'm George Murray, author of the book Hired. Cut your career search time in half.
1: This is Jennifer Brady, and you're listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. If you're listening to the Just Get Hired podcast. Make sure that you like the podcast and share it with all your friends. I can't wait to hear what you think. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast. I want to say hello to my podcast family. I am your host, Jessica Fiesta-George. We're rolling into episode 58 of the Just Get Hired podcast. Well, today's episode is something truly extraordinary. This is tailor-made for all of you ambitious souls, all of those groundbreakers out there, the ones who hunger for the freshest insights on how to supercharge your career and seize every opportunity. I know, I know, I'm talking to you. Well, I have been MIA lately, and I owe you loyal listeners and followers an apology. Life threw me some curveballs, both personally and professionally. My allergies played tricks on me. In fact, I am just now on the mend. It's been weeks since I've been able to get in front of a camera and actually have the energy to speak for a long period of time. So I got hit by a nasty bug. We are out of the summer, rolling into fall. But hey, I'm back, and I'm absolutely ready to bring you all of the good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, I just wanted to make sure I remind you that over the summer, I introduced my video versions of this podcast, and we partnered with the Spicy Gnome Hot Sauce, and we called those Hot Takes. That was a series that was done over the summer, and if you missed any of those episodes, you can go back to YouTube or Spotify. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes from me, but those were 15 to 20-minute episodes that you can catch You can watch it or you can just listen to it wherever you're listening to this show. Well, today I have an exciting guest. His name is Dante White. He's the mastermind behind Opuis and his journey is purely inspirational and a must listen. So if you're itching for success, you're in the right place. Also, I wanted to mention if you are a business and you're looking for sponsorship opportunities, maybe you wanna collaborate on a series just like the Spicy Gnome did, or you have some ideas for future episodes or whatever, hit me up and let's make some magic. Well, Dante, I'm so excited to bring him in because he's been turning heads in the tech industry and he's earned recognition as one of the 30 best leaders to watch by the Silicon Review. And not just that, His brainchild, Opuis, has recently been named as one of America's most impactful privately held companies for 2023 by .com magazine, and also got the prestigious title of 2023 Impact Company of the Year. So I think that is cause for pause and time to celebrate. And so congratulations to Dante and the rest of his team. So what is Opuis? Well, Dante's going to come in. He's going to tell us all about it, but it's really his brainchild, which was kind of born from a vision to how he can revolutionize businesses, both big and small, when it comes to their tech solutions. So think about how Amazon is our one-stop shop for pretty much everything. Well, Opuis is also a one-stop shop for business tech solutions. So they have everything from hardware to software and everything in between, but what One of the things that I wanted to point out that makes this company so special is that it has a heart. They are committed to giving back to the community. Every project that they undertake supports women, veteran, minority-owned businesses, and is also an accelerator program aimed to foster generational wealth and growth within the community. So OPUIS stands for, or what they believe is an opportunity for you is an opportunity for all of us, so hence the name. Well, we're going to listen to Dante's journey. I'm excited to hear his vision behind it and discover how he's leading the charge in revolutionizing how our businesses approach technology. So let's not waste any more time. Let's bring him in and welcome Dante White. Welcome to the Just Get Hired podcast.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure.
1: Awesome. Well, so you're The company is called Opuis, and you were sharing with me before we started recording what Opuis means. So do you mind sharing with the audience what your company stands
0: for? Absolutely. So Opuis stands for an opportunity for you is an opportunity for us. Um, At the time, I was watching a documentary on Octopus, and I was just trying to think about how to consciously do capitalism a little bit better, right? And so our business, while our, you know technology is the forefront of it and how we help organizations on the daily, um, we are actually an accelerator for generational wealth. So we take our uh, companies that need DE&I initiatives because we satisfy those through the proper credentialing that we've gotten through third-party validation and through government entities, right? And so we can satisfy DE&I requirements when they purchase technology through us. And then we take a portion of everything that we fund and we reinvest that into other minority women and veteran based businesses. So hence the opportunity for you is an opportunity for us.
1: Awesome. I love, 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 love love that. That is so creative. Um, And it sounds like Opuis is a game changer in the tech world. So what kind of sparked your idea behind all of this and what made you decide to take that leap to entrepreneurship?
0: Yeah, so I'll kind of start with the leap to entrepreneurship, right? Because your your podcast generally is about the job market, right? And how to, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of navigate that. And so I've been working in corporate America for several years. And like many people, during COVID, I got laid off actually twice. Uh, Once right at the beginning. And I got another job real quick. And then I got, uh, you know, that company was having some instabilities. As soon as they got on, and I was like, well, I'm just going to hang on as long as I can um and then in november of 2020 i got laid off again and at that point mm-hmm. you know it was holiday season i've been doing sales and marketing my whole career i was like i'm not gonna get a job right now i'm just gonna coast out the holiday season you know re you know recoup my bearings a little bit and mm-hmm. at that point my side hustle Opuous, uh kind of came to me i was like hey let's make this the full-time gig right yeah. um well i mean like
1: What sparked the whole idea for this type of business versus, you know, doing something else? You said it was a side hustle. How did it become your side hustle?
0: Yeah. So what originally sparked it, right, as I was talking about how we like to accelerate generational wealth and kind of help people out with it. What initially inspired me was I'm the first person in my family to graduate high school and go straight to college, right? And so there weren't a lot of connections. It was anywhere that I got, it was because I busted through the wall and I climbed on anything that looked like a ladder right? and, um, you know, to kind of work my way up. And I was uh, sitting around one day, just kind of daydreaming a little bit, uh, you know, whiteboarding an idea of Opus as I was putting it together and i was like there's got to be a way for us to consciously do capitalism there's got to be a way for mm-hmm. me to help businesses but also help people at large right and also create my own uh you know wealth for for my family i'm you know i'm a single father so for me okay. it's uh how can i find ways to make enough money to live and spend more time with my son um and so opius really came to light because uh you know i was like hey technology is something every business buys if I could get it to them for the same price or lower than they already are getting it on market um, mm-hmm. and I could satisfy their diversity requirements. And this was long before DE&I initiatives were really at the forefront, but you know during COVID and, and times like that, it really accelerated.
1: Okay. Well, I'm impressed with your commitment to give back to the community because you mentioned something about giving back. So how do you come up I mean, well, first of all, how did you come up with just even supporting like veterans and I guess, you know, single parents, obviously being a single dad, I'm sure that's part of it. Um, But how did you decide, you know, what organizations uh, you were going to give back to? And then how has that impacted your company's growth and mission?
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I grew up in a military household. So for me, it was... uh, you know, looking at, you know, my left and right, my peers and things like that, mm-hmm. and, and looking at, you know, what a great group of people, you know, veterans are, right? They yeah. work really hard. They're mission focused. Um, but, you know, while going through the military, you kind of just do your job, right? And then you mm-hmm. you leave and it's like, now what? Uh, and many of them, I think, possess the skills to become entrepreneurs, honestly. Like they've got Absolutely. it really intuitively built into them, um, right? They're mission focused, uh, you know, get the job done. Uh, you know, very gung ho and and go, go, go. So, you know, a lot of that perseverance and persistence has to go through it. Uh, You know, the single, you know, parent side like living on the minority and the the women-based thing, similar types of things, right? There's lots of people, great talent. But as I said, as you're navigating the world, who you know dictates a lot of how you can get places, right? And how you get funding and stuff like that. So we work for organizations that can align with our focus of, doing real change, right. And doing real growth. Uh, there's tons of organizations out there that say that they will help a woman based business or a veteran based business or a minority based business, but all they, uh, you know, is really do is like, okay, well, here's the bids. Here's yeah. a page full of bids. I, well, I can Google, I can do that. That's not, that's not super helpful. Uh, you know, for us, it's really aligning with organizations that will not only help fund, Put strategically, put in business plans. Start making, uh, you know, lifetime connections and mentorship opportunities. Uh, a lot of my vendors that I work with in in my technology space will hold events and sponsor events to educate people on like cybersecurity or oh. uh, CRM or phone things like that that are going to be strategically uh, in place for these businesses. It was less about uh, doing the easy, low hanging fruit. So what does that mean to actually get into that? Option? What does it mean to actually bid on that? What do you need to do? Right. That type of work.
1: Okay. Well, you know, for the listeners out there who might be dreaming of becoming their own boss one day, you know, obviously you had an epiphany and you were just like brainstorming how you can do this, but what's an essential piece of advice that you would give to them to take as like their first exciting step towards their own venture?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's uh It's to do it. Right. So it's it's a pretty simple thing. But there's a saying that I I often say is, you know, manifestation without perspiration Mm -hmm. stays in your imagination. Right. So a lot of people are like, hey, I want to be a millionaire. and They just sit on the couch or, you know, they just do their day job or maybe they buy a lottery ticket. But, you know, if you want to do something, you actually have to put in that perspiration, that work towards it. So as an entrepreneur, just take the first step. Don't be afraid of it being perfect. Don't overthink it. I think a lot of people get analysis paralysis is what I call it where they're like, well, if I just did this more, this, it's not perfect. It's not beautiful. You know, how am I going to compete with, uh, you know, X competitor because, you know, just go out there, create your MVP, which is your minimum viable product, right? Just create that and go, go to networking events, uh, start doing some cold calling that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's really the first step is you have to just go. It doesn't have to be pretty. I've reinvented and, take, and taken apart this business and other businesses I've created multiple times. Uh, and, you know, second to that is perseverance. You know, you're mm-hmm. not always going to get the yes. You're going to get a lot of no's. Uh, right. Learn from everything you do and, and don't give up. You know, just don't. If you really, truly believe in your dream, you got to keep going. And it does not, that overnight success model that you hear about. It's non-existent, right? Mm-hmm. Success happens overnight, but there was 10 years before that, right? You know, like
1: <laughs> Absolutely. That is very true. That's the down and dirty people don't really want to talk about, um, or they don't really see that because they only see what is out there and what everybody puts out there, but they don't realize all of that work and all I of bartended. the networking and all of the money put behind all of the success for any Absolutely. business. Absolutely.
0: So, i mean i bartended on weekends and things like that while i was building this to have cash flow to you know sustain my living and all that stuff right and that's what they don't they are just like oh you just go out there and start making money interesting or you instantly or you you know go get a loan like the, getting those types of loans grants all that stuff is very complicated right especially in today's world uh-huh. so yeah sometimes you gotta do <laughs> you know wait some tables drive an uber drive a lyft i'll be the first one to tell you i did that I did home health care for people right like all kinds of stuff
1: okay well actually one of my questions was you know um having a startup means you have to bootstrap your way to success so it sounds like you were able to do different uh side hustle jobs to to earn some income um are there any other strategies that early on when you started the company to help you manage costs and resources?
0: Yeah. Um, so run it super lean for sure. So I'll tell you strategically, and I just had this conversation with an entrepreneur this weekend, mm-hmm. build your business right from the very beginning, go out there and get the prop for formulation, uh, you know, for me, LLC, right? So mm-hmm. get your LLC, get that aligned. It's not very complicated uh, to do that. In some cases, you know, there's a help at the state that can help you get that, get that, get your separate bank account get what's called a DUNS number. These are all free resources, right? Um, okay. Your DUNS number is basically your business credit is what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you start building that instant, like you need to do that in the very beginning because it's going to take time to steam, you know, steamroll that up. Um, you know, as far as bootstrapping the company and, and what kind of resources, uh, depending on who you are as an entrepreneur, there's lots of great grants out there. Okay. Uh, grants are like scholarships though, so you're not going to win them all but go, Mm -hmm. go for them. I mean, there's tons of free money out there. Uh, you know, bank loans, credit loans, all those types of things will come. Um, so as you're starting your business, the one thing that I would recommend to most people, if you're looking at doing it, uh, and you are going to need some funding, you don't have it on your own, uh, get a loan before you leave your day job, because as your Hmm. business is getting started, It doesn't have its own credit. So they're going to look to you. They're going to look at how much money you make to satisfy the loan. They're going to look at your credit, things like that. Now I started mine after being laid off. So it was like, there was no daily influx of cash coming in. I had to, you know, to literally take it from savings. I I took some investments that I had and cashed them in and started it and stuff like that as well.
1: Well, you know, uh, one of the things you actually taught me about was uh, channel partnerships and for People who might be listening don't know anything about channel partnerships. Do you mind uh, explaining, you know, what a channel partnership is and maybe some of the nitty gritty behind it?
0: Yeah, so um, you know, Opus, while we sell technology to other companies, right, uh, we are a channel partner as well. So if anybody's interested in selling technology, right, there's lots of people that have been laid off by different tech companies, et cetera. Uh, You can sell that through us. And the thing with channel partners is it does a lot of the heavy lifting for you, right? So you think about if we were to use a big name brand, we'll say Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Well, if there was a reseller out there, like you go to your gas station, there's signs. There's right. maybe like a, a digital display. There's uh, all kinds of, you know, things that are there. Well, those channel partners, Coca-Cola in this instance, are paying for that type of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So you want to get these these partners that you have that will ante up marketing funds for you, They will, Mm. you know, maybe make collateral for you. If you have a group of customers you want to sell to, they can pay for a venue, uh, you know, food and drinks and stuff like that. And so in the channel, it's really beautiful like that is you really only need to have connections, right? And you need to, Mm. you know, be able to amass a pipeline. So it really helps you streamline your business. And it's another way to, I would say, fund what you want to do
1: what would be your advice for someone who you know they might not have that idea to come to their head like you did when it comes to a business where do you feel like maybe they can find that right moment to transition from maybe a side hustle gig to turning it into a full-time opportunity
0: yeah i mean that's um that's a tricky question right because uh, depending on where you're at with your your savings and things that you have going on, that your obligations, it mm-hmm. does come uh, become tricky to go from that full-time job and side hustle to making the side hustle the full-time thing. Right. Um. You know, and for me, like I got pushed into it, not necessarily, right? I could have gone and got another job, but, you know, my catalyst for change was getting laid off. And yeah. at that point, I was like, we all might die. It's COVID time. Okay. If I don't go and try at least to do that like just give it a shot i'll mm-hmm. be really upset if i you know didn't you know get to to live this potential dream um so what i say for anybody who's looking to turn a side hustle into their full-time gig is uh create yourself a plan you know can you reduce your hours uh do you have a spouse that might be able to help you know offset some of those costs um is there a way for you to make enough money in your side hustle to hire somebody or to automate some of the sequencing so you mm. can you know step away from your day job in kind of a stair step motion. All these things are very fluid cuz it depends if it's if it's a physical product. Luckily mine's digital. You know, right. so I can book I can book a Zoom meeting and hop on a phone call real quick and then you know sell, you know, a customer some software and it's good to go. I'm not someone who's baking cookies, right? To bake cookies, you got to have the time to actually bake the cookies, bag the cookies, take them to a farmer's market or or whatever, right? Maybe you're selling them in a retail situation, right? So that's a little bit more time, uh, you know, there's time constraints, there's physical constraints to that. So uh, with lean methodology is where can you, we talked about channel partnerships, where can you find that value? Maybe you have a friend who's got a commercial kitchen, right? Uh, And you can borrow some of their space. Uh, Maybe that friend wants to pick up some additional, you know, side hustle for themselves. Right. And so they you can give them their recipes, they're baking the cookies. I'm just going to use that as the analogy. I've mm-hmm. recently met a lot of cookie entrepreneurs, which uh, <laughs> Making my <me> son. <laughs> yeah. My son has a sweet tooth. So it's been really cool because I get to sample their products and then give them to my son. Uh, you know, and, you know, so like maybe you can find somebody that can take your recipe, bake them for you. Right. Uh, even in that vein, maybe you just make that the business itself. You got to kind of think about uh, what how much time do you really want to put into it? Right. If you've got a good idea and you've got a good, uh, in this case, recipe, maybe you don't even make the cookies to begin with for yourself. Maybe you find somebody that can manufacture them for you so you don't have to step away from your day job as much until you have, you know, a full fledged plan. So, you know, I'm always happy to to communicate and just like sit there and and brainstorm with other entrepreneurs, because for me, it's fun. And a lot of times you kind of get stuck inside your own head thinking about the things you think are going to work well. Right. Uh, and, uh, it's always good to bounce that off of somebody else, especially another entrepreneur. Your spouse might not get it because they work a day mm-hmm. job. Your friends might not get it because they work a day job. Right. It's a completely different mentality.
1: Well, um, going back to being a father, uh, you've brought up that you, you know, you're a single dad. Now, first of all, how old is your son?
0: Yeah, son. He's 10 years old.
1: Awesome. Well, how do you as a single dad and a budding entrepreneur, you balance business and work and life, how do you kind of you know keep it all together?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Not not healthily at all times. I'll tell you that, right? Um it is living I say I live and die by my calendar. So really I I have ADHD. So I learned long ago if I don't keep myself on a schedule. Oh, man, I will go off the rails reading and researching something that has nothing to do with anything I'm doing right now, Uh, you know, or like cleaning and organizing something that I don't need to. It's, uh, you know, very unhelpful at the time. So definitely sticking to the calendar is really important. The other part of it is, um, you know, I would find times after he went to bed and I would work on things. Uh, right. Maybe on the weekends, uh, you know, if he had something going on where he was playing out with his friends in the neighborhood, I would take a couple moments to do that. Uh, the thing that I said, you know, kind of jokingly unhealthily is a lot of times we'll, as entrepreneurs will sacrifice ourselves. Right? Mm. We don't, I didn't take care of myself for a long time.
1: Well, one last question for you. Um, mm-hmm. What keeps you motivated and pushing forward? First of all, I do have two questions and then what's next for you. So that's number question number two. So what keeps you motivated pushing forward? And then what is next for Dante and your company?
0: Yeah. Um, So the motivation is a lot of different things. Um, I have a lot of internal motivation, right? I, I come from very humble beginnings. So uh, to continue to, to push forward and create a pathway for my legacy family. Right. And like to, to be the change, right. And I think in, in any kind of family dynamic, there comes a person along that, you know, decides that we're not doing this anymore. We're going to do something different. So for me, that is part of the motivation. The other part is obviously I talked about my son a lot during this podcast. He's an extreme motivating factor for me. Um, you know, I am his, you know, biggest fan and he's my biggest fan and he watches everything that I do. And I want to show him that there is a way that you can do business that is ethical, that is conscious, that can help. Mm -hmm. Um, You can become a pillar of your community. That's very important. And then the third part is, you know, helping other entrepreneurs. I like I, I love when people have ideas. I am. I am a, the biggest cheer, I might not look like a cheerleader. I don't have like pigtails and, you know, the cool little skirt on, but like, I love helping other entrepreneurs. So like, as this program accelerates and brings more money into it, then I get to cultivate relationships with people that are looking to take their business to the level next level, or even take that first step. Um, so it's always very exciting to have these other people around me that are just buzzing with electricity. That is huge for me, right? That is a huge motivating factor as well. And then, as far as next steps, what's next for Uh, Opus? We're continuing to build out our reseller model. So, anybody who wants to get into, you know, reselling technology, it's a, a super easy job to do. Really, all you need is to have connections with people or to be able to get somebody. Uh, on the phone that's interested in cybersecurity or, or revamping their Microsoft infrastructure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all you really need because through the channel partnerships that you know I've created through our organization, you don't have to be an expert on anything. Well, we're going to give you the full resources. We okay. give you the engineering staff. We give you the cloud specialist and the sales team, all that stuff. So that's really what's on the horizon is, is getting that more uh, off the ground.
1: Well, I'm going to have links to find you in show notes and of course on my website, but um, any uh, best place for people to find you? Are you mostly on LinkedIn or can they find you on your website?
0: Yeah. Um, So any social media platform, I'm at Opus, O-P-P-U-O-U-S, LinkedIn. Yeah, I've got a huge presence there. I'm obviously on business to business, but I am on Facebook. I am on not Twitter anymore. I think it's called X. I yes. am on. Uh, yeah, I'm on the new Threads. I am on. Yeah, I'm on all the social media everything except for TikTok because like I'm oh, not on. that interesting for TikTok. It's like, you know, my thing doesn't translate that well there. I've been trying to figure out if I could, you know, step into that somehow. Uh I think I'm, you know, about 10 years too old for that, but <laughs>
1: Yeah, I opened up my uh, TikTok account, but I haven't been very active on it. But it's fun watching all the dance videos and uh, seeing all of the different things people can come up with. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not that good of a dancer.
1: Well, thank you, Dante, for being a part of the Just Get Hired podcast. And I appreciate you being a part of the show.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: I want to thank Dante again for being a part of the Just Get Hired podcast. And I want to thank you for tuning in to this remarkable episode. It was an incredible journey, just listening to the world of tech, entrepreneurship, and community impact from Dante and the rest of his team at Opuis. So I have a couple of takeaways that I learned from Dante and I hope that you took away from this episode as well. But the first thing is unlocking the power of partnerships. Channel partnerships, that can be a game changer for businesses of all sizes. So collaborate with like-minded organizations or individuals like me, and that can open up new opportunities for growth and innovation. So don't underestimate the power of a smart collaboration. The other thing is streamlining processes and solutions. Complex does not mean it is better. So simplify processes wherever you can because streamlining any aspect of business will save time and money. So focus on efficiency and effectiveness. Also, expert guidance is invaluable. If you have the right expertise by your side, think about all the great differences that you can make. Whether it's a dedicated team, maybe you have advisors or mentors, their insights are invaluable when it comes to making critical decisions. So don't be afraid to ask for expert guidance. Also, the one thing, I also got from this conversation is the heart of giving back. So success is not about profits. It's about the impact that you can make. So consider how your business can give back to the community, whether it's supporting local business, maybe encouraging diversity, contributing to community programs. To me, that's a win-win also inspiration for entrepreneurs. The journey to be an entrepreneur has a ton of ups and downs. So take that inspiration from the stories I've had from not only Dante, but other guests that I've had on my show who have also started their own businesses and learn from that. Use their insights to fuel your own journey. That next opportunity for you might be around the corner. And if it is, come to my show and tell me all about it. But before we go, I want to make sure that you subscribe to the Just Get Hired podcast. Don't forget to not keep this valuable information to yourself, but share this with all of your work buddies. If you're not following me on Instagram, head over to just get hired. I'll follow you back and also follow me, connect with me, network with me on LinkedIn, search my full name, Jessica Fiesta George, and then head over to my website, justgethired.com. Well, like I said, I'm back, I'm excited about what the rest of the year in 2024. 24 has to offer so come on back with more incredible episodes but until then keep hustling keep learning keep aiming for the stars your next opportunity could be just around the corner i'm jessica fiesta george your host of the just get hired podcast what do you guys want to talk about next i'll catch you on my next episode